Hold on to those afterburners, Fire Nation. A JLD here, and welcome to episode 1743 of EO Fire, where I chat with entrepreneurs on fire seven days a week. And if you're ready to master productivity, discipline, and focus in just 100 days, visit themasteryjournal.com. Now let's chat with today's featured guest, Grant Sabatier. Grant, are you prepared to ignite? Yes. Nice. Dubbed the Millennial Millionaire by CNBC, Grant went from $2.26 to $1 million in just five years through side hustling and investing. After reaching financial independence at the age of 30, he founded MillennialMoney.com, where he writes about investing, personal finance, entrepreneurship, and co-hosts the Millennial Money Minutes podcast. Grant, take a minute. Fill in some gaps from that intro and give us a little glimpse of your personal life. Yeah, so I've been an entrepreneur now for about the last seven years. Um, it's really a huge transition moment for me when I was uh, broke living at home with my parents with just $2.26. I was like, there has to be a better way. Uh, so I looked at what made the world's wealthiest people actually successful and figured out that they have essentially two things in common. A vast majority of them are entrepreneurs and most of them have diverse income streams. So changed my mindset and really from then on focused on building as many income streams as possible and really just changed my whole uh, focus on life. And that was essentially what allowed me to significantly increase my uh, annual income after that from five hundred uh, or $50,000 to $400,000. And it's just been, uh, it's been crazy ever since. Uh, amazing. And being an entrepreneur, Fire Nation, and having diverse income streams are two amazing things. It's a Warren Buffett quote that's something along the lines of, you know, when the tide comes out, everybody who wasn't wearing a bathing suit is going to be exposed. And that's going to happen. You know, we've had multiple, multiple downturns in our economy, whether it be 2001, 2007. You know, it's been a while now. So who knows when that next one's going to come? It could be sooner, it could be later. Who knows? But if you only have one income stream and that is an industry that happens to get crushed, you're in trouble. But if you have diverse, more eggs in multiple baskets, you're going to have a lot easier time recovering from whatever is coming. Now, what I want you to do right now, Grant, is share with us what you consider your area of expertise. I, you know, I've been working now in digital marketing for, gosh, about 10 years. My specific area of expertise, in addition to just understanding investing deeply, is I really understand how to analyze market opportunities and understand how consumer preferences are changing. So one of the big things that I do, and I think a lot of entrepreneurs don't do, is they analyze Google search data to understand how uh, basically consumer patterns are shifting. So every time that I've launched a product or helped a brand or really done anything, including launching Millennial Money, I took a long time to actually analyze how basically consumers felt about the particular idea before just jumping in. And I think a lot of, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs, they just get excited about a project and they really don't do any analysis of the market or the market opportunity. If, if there's only, you know, 20 Google searches a month for something that you're thinking about launching, there's a pretty high chance that you're not going to be successful. So when you analyze search data, which I, I have now a team that just monitors Google search data to understand how consumer preferences are changing. And it really helps me identify 
identify uh, market opportunities really as they're at that sort of uh, blow up stage. And I think that's something that a lot of entrepreneurs should do. You can use Google Keyword Planner or simple tools like SEM Rush. Just monitor, you know, 10 to 20 different keyword variations to understand are searches in this going up, going down? How are they shifting? And if you actually analyze the keyword data well, the keyword data will show you how to sell your product. So, it, it, you know, people, when they're searching on Google, they're searching, um, you know, they, they include things that they're worried about. They include things that they're interested in buying. So paying attention to that keyword search data is incredibly important for any type of entrepreneur. Keep your finger on the pulse, Fire Nation. It's not that hard these days with the tools that Grant's talking about. You can see what's trending, what people are talking about, what is going in the opposite direction, by the way, like what people aren't talking about. This is fascinating, incredibly important stuff of keeping that finger on the pulse. Now, Grant, real quick, beyond that, like what's something that we should know as entrepreneurs in your area of expertise that we just probably don't? I think the biggest thing, and I was going to touch on this uh, throughout the interview, is just a vast majority of entrepreneurs, especially the ones who are offering services, whether it's consulting or advisory or execution services or campaign management, a vast majority of them underprice. And I think a lot of newer entrepreneurs and even experienced entrepreneurs, I see this all the time, they undercut their value. They're so worried about not getting a deal that they don't price high enough um, at the fear of losing an opportunity. But at the end of the day, a vast majority of your wealth is going to be uh, focused around around or is going to be achieved through maximizing your value. So trying to get paid as much per hour, as much per project as you can. And that's one of the things that um, I've really, really focused on in all aspects of my entrepreneurial uh, ventures, just pushing the envelope and trying to charge and price as much as possible. The other thing is just with digital marketing specifically, um, it's getting increasingly competitive, especially uh, on Google to, to rank for uh, the high value keywords and a lot of entrepreneurs you know they don't do that analysis of the other competitors in the market and if there's a big behemoth outranking you for you know the type of product that you're tr trying to sell there, it's going to take you a year or multiple years to actually even potentially outrank, you know, the big boys or the big players. So the key is, you know, if you are thinking about launching anything, really take a deep dive into analyzing your, you know, basically your competition's visibility on Google, the visibility on social, and then try to be, you know, make a unique pitch or offer something of unique value and come in the side door. It's the only way that you as like a, a first-time entrepreneur or a small entrepreneur are going to get any visibility is to do things a little bit differently than the big players. And what is exciting is that a lot of the big players are sleeping at the controls. I mean, they're just focused on other things and aren't focused on what they might consider the little things. And even though they really can have huge, massive impacts and they should have a lot of focus, doesn't mean they always do. Now, Grant, what's your worst entrepreneurial moment? I'm talking about the darkest of the dark moment. Take us to that day that you would consider the worst moment that happened and tell us that story. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I think like a lot of entrepreneurs, I've had that moment where, you know, I wasn't selling business or I was really, you know, just just doubting myself. But the one that I wanted to pick for this is um, 
I hate, 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 and I ultimately regret leaving any money on the table. Mm. And this goes back to that point of just underpricing yourself. Um, this was early on in my entrepreneurial uh, career when you know I was building websites for a bunch of different businesses and law firms in particular. And the biggest website I'd built uh, to that date was a $5,000 project. And I got so excited, I got this opportunity to pitch this big law firm. And I quoted $50,000 for the gig, um, which was a huge step up for me. Obviously, I'd never, you know, it's it's nine, you know, it's like a it's like 10x what I had previously charged before. And the firm, I knew that the only opportunity I had was to come in with a lower price and to do it in uh, you know faster than they were expecting. So in the RFP, they said, hey, we want this website done in three months. I told them that I could get it done in three weeks and that, you know, I knew that the, the fast pace and, and the price could probably get me the work. Well I ended up winning the business and about a week later the marketing contact told me that the next lowest bid was $175,000 and that they were actually prepared to pay me up to $150,000. So <laughs> I left a hundred grand on the table just because I was both afraid and I didn't understand the value and the perceived value of what I was offering to that law firm. So that's something I, I regret. I still think about that. I think about that probably once a week still to this day. As uh, the family man would say, that really grinds my gears. But the reality is, Grant, I'm not going to let you get away with that because that was a good story, good lesson learned, but still, you made $50,000 on that deal. So even though uh, you might be frustrated about it, it wasn't your worst entrepreneurial moment to date. So, so Grant, let's be honest. Take us there. What was that day? I had a few. So I had three big entrepreneurial fails before I found the one that hit it big. Let's just hear the one that you think will be the most enjoyable for us to listen, the biggest failure. Yeah, here's a great one. So um, this is right after apps, the app store launched. I had this idea uh, to create this app, uh, basically that would show anyone. You know, it's a geolocation app that would show anyone what the hottest bars or hottest clubs were at that time. Mm. So people, people that were in there, it was called Dig the Vibe. People that were in the bar or in the club, they would have the app open, and if it was really bumping, they could just click one button, like, "Are you digging the vibe? Yes or no?" And you know, super simple, and they'd say yes. And basically anyone could look on the map, like just like a Yelp, and they could see the bars or the clubs that were bumping. Um, and then, you know, the bars themselves could offer promos. And I had it all worked out. It was such a perfect idea. Um, and I went to pitch it. And uh, I, I had the opportunity to pitch to these investors in Chicago. And one of them owned basically a big restaurant group and included a bunch of bars. And he asked me a simple question about going out. He's like, well, you know, how would this benefit like why 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 would restaurants want to use this because it would basically show the restaurants that weren't popular you know no one would go to them so why would they even agree to just sign up and that was something that honestly i just i was so young i was dumb i hadn't thought about why people wouldn't do something i was so convinced that they would and that simple question given the fact that i wasn't a club goer myself so i didn't really understand the market fully just you know i crashed and burned 
earned mm-hmm. not only in that pitch, but, you know, that project, you know, thankfully only, you know, wasted probably four or five months on it. Well, let me ask you this, though, because I'm curious. Now, why would you have to get the clubs or restaurants permission? I mean, this is a geolocation app. Couldn't it just be something where it's, it's the customer, the person that's in there has that option? I mean, I, mean, I, I look at things like Foursquare and Facebook location, whatever it is. I mean, you know, I'm I'm just going into a place and I'm just checking in, so to speak. So how does that work? Yeah, the, the key is, the question goes, you're absolutely right that you could have any restaurant or bar on there without needing to ask them. But the whole idea of monetization, it's like, why would someone whose bar, you know, that, that doesn't get a lot of people, you know, why would they pay to place an offer on the service? So this was at the time when geolocation offers were just starting to pop up. So the idea was, if, if, if no one is at your bar and you want to get people, you could give an offer, say for, you know, 10 or $15 off or something. And then people would show up at your bar. Um, but basically the, the, the idea is that, you know, obviously everyone would go to the bars that were bumping. And so if the bar was already bumping, you know, that bar wouldn't need to offer a deal. And so it created this basically, you know, kind of, kind of a, you know, yeah, I get we'll it. give you a deal if you'll show here. And, and it just didn't, didn't hold up. I did a beta test with a few restaurants in Chicago yeah. and that's the biggest complaint that they had. And I just didn't understand the opportunity as well as the fact that you need significant user adoption for it to even work. And in order to get to that threshold was, was going to be a cost prohibitive and just unless it goes viral, um, you know, it's just super hard to get to that critical mass of users, which I basically figured out was about 150,000 for it to even make sense. Grant, what's one of the greatest ideas that you've had to date? Take us to that story. This goes back to my investing. Uh, so I write a lot about investing on uh, millennial money. And the biggest idea I had was when I first started really pursuing entrepreneurship in 2010, it was, it was essentially to, uh, A, work for myself and get as quickly as possible to when work is optional. So I got super into the early retirement financial independence movement. And I went straight to the numbers to figure out how fast can I retire and how much money do I need? And so when I did the calculations, I figured out if I could, at the age of 24, in five years, amass um, basically liquid assets of 1.25 million and invest them relatively conservatively, I could live off that money for the rest of my life and pull off about forty or $50,000 a year. So I was like, whoa, how am I going to save you know $1.2 million in five years? And so I started backtracking and I broke it down into daily increments and figured out that I needed to save between $150 and $200 per day over the next five years to make that possible with an expected investment return. And so the simple idea of just breaking any money habit into or any money goal into daily habits makes it so much more accessible and really pushes you. And thinking about money each day, I was able to every day wake up with the mindset of today I'm going to make as much money as possible. And then I would just hustle to make it happen. So I was thinking, how can I make some extra money today? Even if it's something as simple as like, yeah, I'll watch my neighbor's cat to get $60 to invest because the value of that $60 today, the future value of it, mm. that $60 in you know, 10, 20 years will be worth you know, $300 to $500. And so I started looking at the world and money at, uh, you know, in terms of future value instead of just present value and literally – Every dollar that I made from side hustling over that five years I've invested. 
Fire Nation, it comes down to the mentality of this is a marathon that we're on. You have to think long term. You know, these short term wins of, you know, buying that car, putting the down payment on the house, now having a mortgage and anchoring yourself, getting into tons of student loan debt. I mean, this is all detracting from your future. So you need to look at the marathon of life, say, hey, yeah, it might not feel like a lot of money that I'm putting 125 bucks a month away, but when I look out what's going to happen over a lifetime with that with that money, it's incredible with the compound interest, et cetera. Now, Mark, having made that breakthrough, you've obviously had a lot of success in different areas, but what's the one thing that has you most fired up today? Yeah, so I'm putting, uh, I just signed a book deal with Penguin Random House. So I'm putting all of this, uh, basically all of my money ideas into a book. And it goes beyond money ideas. To your point um, about just the compounding interest of money, I'm a big believer in the compounding interest of life. So every relationship that you invest in, every conversation, every skill that you learn, every dollar that you invest, the more that you do that while you're young, the more it's going to compound and give you over your lifetime. And I think that's a lot. That's something that a lot of people don't think about that, hey, the reason I'm investing in this person or in this connection or in this skill, you know, that that's what compounds. And if you do that a lot when you're young, you wake up like I am at 32 and you know how to code in five languages. You can speak three languages. You've got a massive network of people. You've got and, – and that's what opens up doors and opens up opportunities. A conversation that I had four or five years ago with someone has led to some of my biggest deals today. And you know, if I hadn't been open to that conversation and really saw the opportunity in it, you know, I would have been closing a door that honestly – you know, took five years to open. And so that's what I'm, I'm super fired up to share uh, these millennial money ideas with the world. Um, I've done, uh, I've gone deep into uh, behavior finance and psychology to understand really how our brain thinks and works about money. And I've created a whole plan for how to rewire your brain in 30 days to think about money differently and really just create your, you know, turn your mind into a money making machine. So when you get rid of a lot of those negative emotions and you just build better habits and strategies, there's ways that you can fight against what are essentially millions of years of evolution in our brain, you know, that, that's holding us back. So super stoked about that. I'm deep in writing. I was just in Michigan and crushed through about 13,000 words in wow. three days. So that's what's on my mind right now. Wow. Love that. And speaking of money making machine, Fire Nation, we're going to be a value bomb dropping machine in the lightning round. So don't you go anywhere. We're going to take a quick minute and thank our sponsors. We're running a giveaway for you, Fire Nation, and there are nearly $3,000 in prizes. You don't want to miss this. But first, check this out. Email is the main thing I focus on for growing my business. It builds relationships and drives sales. But growing an email list isn't easy. Luckily, there's a way you can do it faster through running sweepstakes and contests targeted to your ideal audience. That's where ViralSweep.com comes in. ViralSweep lets you build and run your own sweepstakes and contests that you can put right on your website. To show you the power of Viral Sweep, we're running a massive giveaway called the Ignite Your Fire Sweepstakes. The grand prize includes a Casper mattress, idea paint, a Blue Apron subscription, a 90-minute massage, and so much more. To enter, visit eofire.com slash win. Again, that's eofire.com slash win, W-I-N. 
Fire Nation, without cash flow, building a business is tough. There are a lot of startup expenses to consider, like your website hosting, your accounting software, your payment setup. Well, because PayPal believes in the power of entrepreneurship, they're awarding three businesses they think have major potential with $10,000 and a makeover from one of their partners. The PayPal 10K Business Makeover Contest is your chance to earn some cash flow for your business and take it to the next level. Each grand prize includes $10,000 in cash, a one-on-one payments consultation, and one of the following, a website makeover, which is a 12-month hosting subscription and 10 hours of one-on-one support with a specialist, or a back office makeover, which is 12 months of accounting software and advisory services. No purchases necessary to enter Fire Nation. Subject to rules, void where prohibited, must be 18 and a resident of one of the 50 United States or DC to enter. Enter by July 30th of 2017. Visit paypal.com slash fire to learn more. Grants, are you ready to rock the lightning rounds? Totally. Let's do it. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Worrying that I was going to fail. What is the best advice you've ever received? March to a different drummer. If everyone else is doing it, it's probably the wrong way to do it. What's the personal habit that contributes to your success? Uh, Meditate every morning for 20 minutes and try to drink a green juice every day. Mm. And what do you use to meditate? Um, Headspace. I'm deep into like Tibetan. One of my fans recommended this Tibetan uh, monk chant uh, playlist on Spotify. So deep into that right now and, uh, and, and, and really enjoying it. Share an internet resource like Evernote with Fire Nation. I think the most powerful tool that I use is SEM Rush. It's a way to monitor keyword data, competitor data, really organic traffic rankings, SEM Rush. Check it out. If you could recommend one book, what would it be and why? My favorite personal finance book of all time is Your Money or Your Life by Vicki Robin. And my favorite book on strategy, I'm going to do a twofer here, Blue Ocean Strategy, Blew My Mind, and it'll blow yours too. Great. I want to end today on fire, brother, with a parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. Yeah, check me out on uh, millennialmoney.com, on Twitter, at millennialmoney. Those are the two best ways to find me. Shoot me a tweet. uh, Hit me up on the website. It's where I hang out. And hey, John, this was a ton of fun. I love the podcast, and I'm so stoked to be a guest. Well, you rock the mic, brother, so give us a parting piece of guidance. Stay true to who you are. Take everything one day at a time. Don't get ahead of yourself. When you get too far ahead of yourself, that's when the fear, the anxiety, the uncertainty sets in. Wake up every day and try to execute against your strategy. Take it a day at a time. And don't forget to take a deep breath. As like I always say, chill as hard as you hustle. (laughs) Fire Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And you have been hanging out with GS and JLD today. So keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. Just type Grant in the search bar and his show notes page will pop up with everything that we've been talking about today. These are the best show notes in the biz, timestamps, links, transcripts. And of course, check out millennialmoney.com. And Grant, I want to say thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, brother, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Hey, Fire Nation, hope you enjoyed our chat with Grant today. And we have a free eight-day goals course for you over at 
freegoalscourse.co. Get goal focused, Fire Nation. And I'll catch you there or I'll catch you on the flippity flip side. The PayPal 10K Business Makeover Contest is your chance to earn some cash flow for your business and take it to the next level. No purchases necessary to enter. Subject to rules, void where prohibited. Must be 18 and a resident of one of the 50 United States or D.C. to enter. Enter by July 30th, 2017. Visit paypal.com slash fire to learn more. Quickly grow your email list, expand your social audience, and increase your sales by running a sweepstakes or contest with Viral Sweep. See how it works. We're running a massive giveaway for Fire Nation. Visit eofire.com slash win to enter today.